0: Super charming, confident, ambitious, extroverted, fun-loving, successful, fun to me. This is sounding a lot like me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favorite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed.
1: Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Welcome. It's Clo-Clo and Loz
0: Loz. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know where
1: I was going with that when I like, opened my mouth.
0: Yeah, I could tell.
1: <laughs> anyway, I don't know if you remember this. When we first started the podcast, we had like a list of topics that we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. And this exact one was one of them. Oh my God, no way. So uh, today we're talking about narcissists gaslighting and love bombing Mm, and how to know if you're dating a narcissist. Yeah. It's more common than you think. So I think it's one of those things we've literally spoken about this. Anytime we do like a episode about like red flags or like when we talk about like the dating terminology and stuff Mm. like that, these are not just buzzwords. Like it's important to know what they mean and not just Mm. like talk about them without understanding them fully. Because a lot of the time these buzzwords and stuff get used Wrong. Thrown around yeah. all the time, yeah. Yeah, like if they get called, like, everyone gets called a narcissist and stuff mm. if they just like think that they're hot or something like that. And that's Mm. not what a narcissist is. So we thought because gaslighting was actually the number one word, was the word of the year by the Merriam-Webster dictionary or whatever of 2022. (laughs) How crazy is that? That is so insane. Because it was being being used so much and a lot of the time in the wrong way. Mm. We thought it would be a really good idea to do an episode all about those three things so that everyone's aware of what they actually are. Mm. Everyone, because everyone listens to this podcast.
0: (laughs) Bringing it to the people.
1: Well our listeners will be way more educated and you can identify when it's happening to you and be like oh, <laughs> what shit. you were gonna say and you can identify who's a listener from who's like yeah, on top of all these things. The <laughs> exactly. You'll be able to see like who's a Overdrive's <laughs> listener and who's not by like who actually understands what gaslighting is yeah, and who doesn't. And what would you guys do without us. Okay, so Chloe, before we get into the dirty dates, What are we drinking this week?
0: We're being a little bit boring this week and we've just gone for a really easy glass of rosé because it's hot and it's just a French rosé, delicious. The bottle's in the fridge and I can't be bothered to go and get it.
1: Yeah, we'll tell you about it later. (laughs) We won't. We'll get too distracted talking about narcissists. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, girl. Okay, so... To kick us off, we're going to start with narcissists and narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. So defining both of those things and the difference between them, and then talking about what a narcissist actually is and how you can identify them. Mm -hmm. So take it away, Lozzie. Okay. So there's a difference between a narcissist and narcissistic personality disorder. It's not the same thing. One is a personality type, and the other is a mental disorder that requires a medical diagnosis. So you can't just say, "Oh, they have narcissistic personality disorder" when they actually haven't been diagnosed with it. Mm. Um, but- <laughs> well that makes sense? Yeah, <laughs> i just- not saying that. I was <laughs> like, obviously, oh, but I feel like it comes up, I mean, you can call someone a narcissist, but you're not like that. They- <laughs> You can't say that they have narcissistic personality disorder, okay, guys? <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> stop saying <That> it. <laughs> bipolar disorder. Yeah. Okay. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Lots of people say that person's bipolar, but they're not actually bipolar. That requires a medical diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thanks, Chloe. It'll be me Yeah. You actually helped my point. <laughs> That's really a terrible Do
0: it again. Oh yeah. One more. Ooh. Why are you so delayed? At the same. Why are I delayed? We're- there's only two of us doing it. She's a narcissist. She's trying
1: to play me. <laughs> there we go. There we that go. Was nice. My microphone cord was actually getting caught. So that was probably.
0: Oh, good. that's what was holding you back. See? It's all It's I'm
1: not a narcissist because I then took the blame myself and thought, oh, you know what? Maybe I was doing something <laughs> oh, that could. There's okay. already a couple of these documents <laughs> and I was like, Lauren, it's serving quite like Shut you. Up. I knew you would say that. All right. So I'll read out the differences now okay and so let's get stay to it.
0: tuned <laughs> alright alright <laughs> we just go up another high five attention. no one cares about narcissism, narcissism personality disorder narcissists actually don't exist we just made it
1: up on our podcast
0: <laughs> oh what was that one saying that we made up that we were supposed um, to make Pumpkin, pumpkining <laughs> what does it mean it's when, when you think you're going
1: home with a prince, yeah. you're actually going home with the- a... Frog. Oh, it's <gasps> like you you go home with someone and you're like, oh my God, this is so great. Or like you don't necessarily even go home with them, but you start dating someone and then suddenly they're actually a narcissist and you get pumpkined by them because I they thought seem it was really great at the state. Kind of so. like having
0: bee goggles on. Yeah, like, like you think, you think they're really, really good looking. You think they're a 10 midnight, it could but be that. Wake the There's just
1: morning. so many options with pumpkin. <laughs> it covers so many so many different situations. But basically it's like, yeah, you could be thinking you're going home with a ten, but you wake up next to them and they're actually a two. And you're like, mm. oh
0: shit, I just got pumpkin again. <laughs> you just got pumpkin.
1: <laughs> but narcissism is an actual term.
0: <clears throat> we'll make it a term.
1: <laughs> it is a
0: term. No, we'll make pumpkining an actual term. Oh, right,
1: term. right. Yeah, guys, have you been using pumpkining? We're disappointed that <laughs> you haven't been. You were supposed to. That was your I homework? I huge in Brussels at the moment. So. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so someone may be a textbook narcissist, but they have never been formally diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. So that's the distinction there. One in 200 people are diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, which doesn't seem like a lot. I feel like that like is a lot. we just said, well, if that seems like a lot... <laughs> <laughs> Wait to hear this quote. Because it doesn't seem like a lot, but a lot more are on the spectrum and haven't been diagnosed. Those are just the people that have been diagnosed.
0: Well, that's terrifying.
1: This is also my ex no was
0: definitely a
1: narcissist. 75% of people with narcissistic personality disorder are men. Surprise, surprise.
0: Of course they are. 75%. 75%. That's men huge. Mentally insane. <laughs>
1: clearly well they have been diagnosed a lot of these people no these ones have been diagnosed with they have been. but in order for someone to be actually diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder there needs to be like a level of awareness from the person with the disorder that leads them to seek help but narcissists are unlikely to be aware that they are the problem so it often goes undiagnosed
0: wouldn't it be as well like a narcissist would be told that they're a narcissist and be like no that's not me that's yeah. not true yeah, exactly. Isn't or, that like a part of what or you narcissistic just like, personality disorder is? Yeah,
1: like they just, they don't think that they're the problem. They only think about their feelings and the way that they see the world and their thoughts and themselves. So they're not thinking that anything they're doing is wrong. Mm. So then they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I have a problem. They say, I was listening to... a um, I was listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, reading a bunch of articles about it and stuff, because it is really interesting. And this one doctor that was talking about it, and like she was just so interesting, all the stuff that she was saying. So her name is Dr. Romani. and Oh,
0: I've heard of her. Uh,
1: yeah. So she was saying that they often go to like see a therapist about something else. Maybe they're having marriage problems, or they're having problems at work, or they're depressed or something, but they're not actually going for their... Their issues. Yeah, the their adult. issues. Yeah, So sense. either it won't come up because they'll be... Dealing with the depression, and mm. they'll be getting treated for depression or something else, and it won't—they won't actually get diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. But they're not going to be like, "Oh, actually, you know what? I really don't have much empathy for other people, and I seem to always put myself first, and I can't be happy for other people." Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. they're not going to be aware of that, so mm. a lot of the time it is going undiagnosed. So that's why there's lots of narcissists running around out there. That Jesus, actually, the
0: fact that a lot of it's going undiagnosed and it's still. One, one in two hundred. I know, exactly. That Is was that... in the you
1: know, that was in the States, but oh, okay. um, but I mean that's probably
0: I feel like half of America
1: would be Not <laughs> <of the> <laughs> One in five people. <laughs>
0: Is one in two hundred people zero point five per
1: cent? Oh you don't with me on maths live on air. Don't <laughs> I mean, make embarrass me in front of people. I don't know, that sounds right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. <laughs>
0: We're not going to fact check it. We're just yeah. going to pretend
1: that yeah, it's right. Yeah, exactly. we fact checking. We literally right. have
0: a calculator in our hand right now. <laughs> and
1: we're okay. not going to. All right, guys. When you're listening to this, you can write in and tell us if we're right. We don't need to worry about the maths. So narcissism is a personality style. There's narcissism and then there's the narcissistic personality disorder, right? Mm-hmm. But narcissism is just like a personality style like... If you were an introvert or an extrovert or you Mm -hmm. were like super neurotic or something like that, it's a personality style. Narcissists are often very self-centered. They think only of themselves and they lack the ability or the desire to understand things from other people's perspectives. Narcissism is not just a disagreeable personality type. It's also associated with aggression and violence. So there's an actual danger there. So if someone's showing traits of... It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to get violent but they have like violent tendencies and stuff like that. Like how like an introvert has tendencies to only stay at home, but there's plenty mm. of introverts that aren't doing that. But mm. you know what I mean? They have my like tendencies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're more likely to. Narcissists are often antagonistic, arrogant, lack empathy. They're aggressive, controlling, need constant praise, need to be the hero and need to be the center of attention.
0: Sounds like a nightmare of a person.
1: Yeah, well, if any of the alarm bells are going off, someone in your life might be a narcissist. A lot of the research that I was doing as well, they were like, well, if it's like an intimate relationship or like a romantic relationship, it's easier to leave those relationships a lot of the time early on if you're seeing this. Mm. But sometimes someone might have like a mother or a father that's a narcissist and Mm. it's like almost impossible for you to really like cut them out of your life. So you have to like learn how to deal with them better. Mm. But we are mainly talking about romantic relationships here. Like if you're dating someone, in case you didn't know what a romantic relationship (laughs) was. So, how they got like this... Narcissists often either received excessive attention and adoration from their parents. or the opposite. They were neglected or got a lack of attention from their parents. And that can cause it. Also being told not just that they are special from their parents but being told that they are much more special than all the other kids Mm. so they start to believe that and that's when they get their like superiority complexes Mm, and
0: stuff that makes sense because i was gonna say mum told us that we were like i mean both of our parents told us that we were
1: so special growing up and stuff, yeah. but I guess... They but they know. weren't being like, you're so much... So one of the things that I heard um, one of the doctors saying that I was listening to, one of the therapists, was saying like, they'll be like, oh, my kid doesn't need to wait in this line. They're like, that can go straight to the front of the line. Or Jeez. my kid doesn't need to do that. Or my kid's not going to do that homework because they blah, 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 or like that type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. those hectic helicopter parents that are constantly talking about how much better their kids are than mm-hmm. everyone else. Well, oh, They're going to create a narcissist. So...
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: now Chloe is going to take you guys through why because this is something that like we've all seen and maybe we've even done ourselves when you're in a relationship with a narcissist and there's all these red flags happening but you still stay with that person or you keep going back or you're still being attracted to this person even though they're a narcissist and they have these really bad traits as well Mm. Chloe take it away
0: (laughs) now that I've got the spotlight right where I want to be (laughs) because I am a narcissist Narcissists can often be very attractive. So that's why a lot of people usually get drawn in because they're super charming, confident, ambitious, extroverted, fun loving, successful, fun to me. This is sounding a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> Fun to be around. And love bombing is very common with narcissists. That makes so much sense. They have like so many positive characteristics that they draw people in with.
1: Like at the start, you're like, oh my God, this guy's perfect. Mm, or This girl's perfect. He's so gorgeous. Yes, He just makes it feel so good. He can talk to anyone. Mm.
0: And so that's why people don't walk away at the beginning because there's enough good days to keep you hooked.
1: Like you're like, oh, they're not all bad and stuff yeah,
0: like that. Yeah, and there's still like the good days and the bad. It's not like it's just entirely bad days that's with this person so too. That's so
1: true. Actually, how many times have we had conversations with people or even we've had our own relationships where mm. like even like my ex, like I'm like, it wasn't all bad though. We had like really good days and stuff. So then it's easy to ignore all of the mm. bad stuff because you're like, oh, there's good stuff peppered in there as well.
0: Mm. Exactly. And it's not like it's all bad, but then the bad days are really bad. And that's the sign that you should not be in this relationship like really high highs
1: and really low lows Mm.
0: yeah they're not all bad but if they were then you wouldn't really be with them in the first place anyway
1: yeah exactly if someone was just coming at you big man (laughs) you're the worst from the start you're not gonna get like
0: oh i should start dating this person (laughs) just red flag after red flag you're like no i'm still going in I feel like with narcissists as well, they often start the relationship bringing their like A game as well. So the first few months, it's like, you're getting yes. overwhelmed well by how amazing this person is. Exactly. And then it's not until later that the real hectic red flags start popping up. Yeah. And by but then how- you're already like, oh I really like this person yeah right. what and you've already what got what those feelings like. for yeah. them and you kind of get addicted to that initial constantly being like showered with compliments and all of that mm. and you're like oh well maybe they're just having a bad couple months or yeah something. they're gonna get back to being like that but they don't and
1: red flags as well they're always in hindsight exactly how often does that happen like you're looking back and being like oh my god actually on our first date they yeah. did this thing and that was kind of weird but I guess
0: 100% point... I feel like as well there's so many things like with friendships and relationships and at the time you're like you don't really think about how bad that certain thing was until like i just said in hindsight yeah like when everything's
1: gone wrong and then mm, you can like reflect on it and be like oh actually in blah, jobs blah, blah. and stuff yeah. as well when you're like
0: oh i love this and then you look back and you're like that was actually a really shit place to work and all this bad stuff is happening it's always the case because at the time the good you think is outweighing the bad yeah we're just so caught case. up by like yeah stuff and- I think as well, people start thinking like, "Oh, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm overreacting because that's how yeah. the narcissist makes
1: you feel, exactly." Or like, "Maybe I'm being too picky." I feel like our society totally oh, makes us oh feel that God. way Don't as well. Don't be too picky. Yeah, when you're single. Not everyone's perfect. Like all mm. that stuff. Everyone has their flaws, which is true. Not everyone is perfect, and everyone does have their flaws. But there's like
0: try and get as close to perfect as you <laughs> possibly can. <laughs> exactly. I think as well, society kind of tricks us into believing that certain things are a sign of a healthy relationship and they are great things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a healthy relationship. Like... It's really so good true. sex or, like, finding them physically attractive. Obviously, people think that that's important. Being the same religion, they get along with your parents. All these things are good. That's actually so true. Like, all the things that you
1: tick off, you're like, oh, well, no, but, like, he really gets along with my friends. Mm. Or, like, everyone likes him. Or we I have really the like his friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, well, but if they're actually fucking... super toxic toxic. yeah Yeah. super toxic and make you feel shit about yourself all the time then that doesn't really count does it no definitely not
0: whereas things that are actually a true sign of a healthy relationship are more like shared values mutual respect feeling safe open communication and equality you know
1: like being on the same not being made to feel that you're like less than them or anything or Mm. you're lucky to be with them all the time that's so true all of these things even the things i think when we're talking about we wrote down the list of like Things that we want and stuff like that. Mm. Things that we don't want. A lot of that stuff was like not the. I didn't Physical. think I had put like mutual respect on there and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should add that to my list. Yeah. <laughs> respect me. They have they to be, be taller, taller than me. Harder.
0: They have to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. You're looking for a narcissist. <laughs> I actually heard as well that it's been proven that people in emotionally abusive relationships are showing the same damage as people in physically abusive relationships. How fucked up is that?
1: Oh my God. That makes sense. But then you still don't put it's it in the same category. Yeah. It's like
0: emotional abuses. No one thinks that emotional abuse is as, as, bad as yeah, damaging yeah. as physical, physical abuse.
1: abuse. Yeah, like domestic violence. And,
0: and you like would that. never like, your family would never encourage you to stay with someone that's Beating the hell out of you. But if they're just like,
1: they'd be like, oh, you know, like, don't be too picky. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you can go to therapy and work it out. Yeah. what are you doing though? Like, people mm. always do that. Like, I've even heard, you know, my own friends when you have conversations about things that they're like, oh, is it really bad as they're making out and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, you know? Like, and you're like, well, maybe it is. A lot of the time. I also like feel like that
0: comes down to everyone just thinking that being in a relationship oh, is the be God. all and end all. Like, 100%. Oh, you're starting to feel differently about your partner. Well, you know, he is really nice, blah, blah. It's like, if you're not yeah, still in love you with your partner, work. Yeah. don't be in that relationship anymore. Yeah. You
1: shouldn't try and encourage your friend to stay with someone just so that they're in we're the we're their relationship. And like that goes for any age, at any stage, whatever. But a stage, any, any stage. Yeah. That's you know that's got I'm tattooed at the back of
0: my back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got that tattoo. oh, it is lost. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that tattoo to my back. <laughs> but especially when you're like in your twenties or thirties, and mm. you're like still so young, you don't maybe you don't have kids yet, and all that kind mm. stuff. If you're not happy, people still put pressure on you to stay just because they're in a relationship. Like that's when you it's, it makes it way more difficult when you're like might be financially dependent on someone who you have kids or like, you should still leave. I'm not saying you can't leave in those situations. I'm saying it's harder, but I feel like there's still so much pressure on people to just like stick out a relationship that's not working. Just because it's a relationship. relationship. And when they're like literally like 23 or something, you're Mm. like, What? So, a lot of you probably have seen this guy. I've seen him, like, on Instagram all he's the time. Everywhere he's everywhere yeah, I'm so
0: obsessed with him. I
1: think he's been on, like, heaps of podcasts. and done heaps of interviews and stuff like that. And he's, mm. yeah, he's great. His name's Jay Shetty. He's really cool. He's, like, this gorgeous, I think he's, like, Indian or South Asian. Like, he's got, like, light eyes and just mm. very dreamy looking. He's got the looking. Most beautiful eyes. Yeah, and he's, like, got a British accent and stuff. So, <laughs> this is not important. And <laughs> the absolute brilliance that he's dropping out of his mouth but still he's he's pleasant to look at to to look at he's pleasant to look at and to listen to as well mm. i was listening to him do a podcast on the signs of a narcissist and mm. he came out with 10 signs of a narcissist and i'm just going to read them out for you guys now so these are some signs to look out for. You might be dating a narcissist or you have a narcissist in your life. Like I'm sure all of us are probably guilty of doing one or two of these to some level. But if someone is doing like multiple of these or all of these, then you're probably dating a narcissist. So listen to me. Mm, or maybe your it. best
0: friends with a narcissist. Yeah. Or maybe your sister the <laughs> <and> co-host <laughs> so of a that.
1: podcast is a narcissist. I love attention, but I think that's as far as it goes. Alright. <laughs> so you shut up over So
0: there. are you trying to tell me that I'm wrong?
1: Yeah And you won't accept responsibility no, I will not accept responsibility
0: <laughs> for that. Lori make me feel like I'm oh. wrong.
1: <laughs> Alright. So number one, they struggle to talk about others for too long. So when you're having a conversation about someone else Or someone else is talking in conversation. They constantly have to bring it back to themselves or their own situation. Mm -hmm. Like they won't be like, oh my God, I can't believe that's happening to that person, blah, blah, blah. They'll just be like getting bored or fidgety or not paying attention or just Mm -hmm. actually like stop talking about it and change the conversation back to them. They crave attention. They struggle when someone else is the center of attention. And examples of this, these were like so good (laughs) (laughs) that I came up with. Examples of this could be proposing at someone else's wedding Or announcing something big at someone's birthday party. What
0: the fuck?
1: Like, don't you reckon? And you hear about that. I hear about that happening all the time people proposing at other people's weddings. Yeah, I always see reels about
0: it and I'm like, that's so weird.
1: So fucked up. They don't accept responsibility. This is a big one. And I feel like everyone, like a lot of people would have dealt with this. Mm. They don't accept responsibility. They can't accept they are part of the problem. They struggle to apologize and won't accept the blame. So if you are having... A couple of my
0: people are coming to mind. Yeah,
1: seriously. A couple of my people. (laughs) A couple of my people. A couple of people are coming coming to to your mind. mind, Yeah. Oh, that's happened to me so many times before as well. Like you'll bring up something that has upset you or hurt you and they'll be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. Mm. Like, why would you bring this up? That that Can you imagine how that makes me feel when mm. you're really saying that? and It's stuff like, like, well, that.
0: You, you did is what upset yeah, me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or just like totally flipping it around on you. Number four is they make you feel like you're wrong. They make you feel like you're the one in the wrong. And if they make a mistake or do something wrong, they will deflect it onto you and spin things around this can make you start to question yourself and negatively affect your self-esteem which is so true because then people start being like oh maybe i shouldn't say like Mm. even i remember i'm just gonna put it out there this is why we're doing this not why we're doing this but this is like part of having the podcast i remember with my ex i remember this one time bringing up to him god it's been so long i don't even remember exactly what it was about Mm. but i just specifically remember bringing up that i was upset about something that he'd done something to hurt me Mm. and he just flipped it and was like i can't believe you would say that to me right now i try and be the best boyfriend i can to you and for you mm. to make make it out as if i've done something to hurt you really hurts my feelings blah blah, blah. and i just sat there being like what the fuck How and there was part sometimes? of me yeah i was like half of me was like aware that that was like fucked up that he was spinning it but the other half of me was like oh i felt bad for really that. guilty yeah. yeah i was like maybe i shouldn't have said it like did i say it the wrong way and i knew that i'd said it in a really like what's the word like tactful way mm. like i was like trying to say it really gently and everything But I started still questioning myself and being like, oh, maybe I did do the wrong thing. Mm. Number five, they have a superiority complex. They believe that they are superior to others. They make you feel like you're inferior. You're not as smart as them. You couldn't possibly understand. You don't work as hard as them. They're always comparing themselves to you and vice versa. Like basically say like just making you feel like you're not as good as them or you're not as worthy as Mm. them. Blah, blah, blah. Number six, they are easily threatened. If you're spending time with a friend or mention someone else's like something that someone else is good at, or you mention something like great about someone else, or you're starting a new job or you make a new friend or something like that, they view it as a threat. Mm. Like this is someone that, that could be coming in and taking over some of your control or some of your attention mm. and they want all your attention and they want control over you. Number seven, they switch the conversation back to themselves rather than saying, oh, how was that? They say, oh yeah, well, when I did that. It was like so hard. Like I remember thinking, like do you know what I mean? Like mm. which is actually this is one that is common. And I even when I was listening to Jay Shetty's talk about this, he was saying that like he's guilty of this, and a lot of people are guilty of that because that's how you feel like you're connecting to people mm. by being like if they say, oh my god, I was feeling so anxious the other day. The best thing to say is, oh no, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. Like what happened? What brought it on? But it's very common for people to be like, oh, my God, same. I don't know what was wrong with me. I felt the same way the Mm. other day. I was having – I wonder if there was something in the air. I was what I mean. And that's not – that doesn't make you a narcissist. That's something that a lot of people do. But I guess if they're doing all of this or they can never just talk about you, they Mm. always have to bring it back to themselves – they take credit whether they did it or not. So when like credit is not due, they'll like still so we'll take credit for things. Like someone might you might buy someone like a really great present or something and then your boyfriend is like, Oh yes, we picked it out especially for you or whatever, like and, they had, their it, own and they had phone nothing phone. to do with oh, it or something like that. I actually saw this and like that exact thing happened in a movie the other day and I was like, "Wow, that's so fucked up who does that. And then when I was reading this, I was like, Oh my god, that's That's actually. exactly
0: what it was. That's what, what it was.
1: was. Number nine reclaiming difficult moments as their own and reducing another person's experience and inflating their own so if, for example someone might vocalize how stressful their week was and instead of saying like oh like i'm so sorry like how can i make it better or something like that or like oh i'm so sorry what happened mm. they're like oh my god you think that was bad wait to hear what happened my week and just mm, totally like geez. dismissing them and then like launching into how bad your week was or something mm. like that and number 10, which is something we're going to go into next, is love bombing. So they're overly loving in the beginning. They're treating you to like fancy dinners and buying you things all the time. They're complimenting you, going all out, telling you how special you are. They're excessively intense and put you on a pedestal. They give you gifts. They make you feel so confident and amazing. But they do this so that you think that they're amazing. For example, if you're like, oh, my God, this person's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm feeling like the best that I've ever felt Mm. in my life. Like, what did I do without this person? And then you need their validation and you start to crave it. And then they start to lean away and leave you feeling confused and craving their attention and love. So now you're like, now you need them. You need Mm. something from them. And they have like control over you or they're able to manipulate you in that way. Mm. Love bombing is, like, another one, like, gaslighting that we'll get into later that has become so popular. Like, everyone's talking about it all the time, but it actually does happen. Like, the amount of people, even my girlfriends, that they'll be telling us stories and stuff, and we're like, oh, my God, that sounds like love bombing.
0: Like, mm, yeah, I feel like I might be experiencing love bombing. I know, before. even
1: some of my girlfriends in question marks, <laughs> even you. I was like, that sounds like textbook love bombing to me. I
0: know. I feel like, like we were talking about before, the positive signs of a narcissist. These <laughs> 10 signs of a narcissist
1: so outweigh the good signs like surely it's just so much easier said than done to not get caught up in something like this 100%. like if you're if all of this stuff is happening but then all the good stuff is happening as well you can totally blind you to it mm. and a lot of the time people aren't aware that that makes someone a narcissist so they're just like oh that's just a flaw that they have. yeah that's you know? so true and so now that they've listened to our podcast they can identify clearly when someone isn't a narcissist <laughs> and get out of that toxic relationship saving the world one episode at a time Lizzie. yes yes
0: All right. Love bombing. They say that love bombing can actually be more addictive than drugs.
1: Jesus. Which
0: makes sense. I feel like I at the beginning of a relationship, if someone's just like showering you in compliments. Yeah, and you feel like you're like on top love. of the world.
1: You're like the hottest thing ever. Mm, you know, you can understand.
0: 100%. And it also makes up for like the previous relationship you could have been in where that person didn't really totally or appreciate you as much as you thought that you deserved. like, deserve. this is what it's meant to be like. Yeah, 100%. And then they're like, oh, finally, someone's seeing how brilliant I am. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> this is what I deserve much more than the last relationship Mm. but they're actually just being completely manipulative and often by the time that you realise that it's too late and you're too far into the relationship Mm. but being aware of these things can actually help you identify them and when they're happening to you and if you're feeling like you might be getting love bombed it's a good opportunity to try and test it like if you start pulling back and see if they respect your boundaries so if they're a narcissist and they really are love bombing you they will respond badly to this, they're not gonna be like, yeah, chill. They'll start like doubting your commitment and suggesting that or oh, you're not as into me as I am to you and I'm not looking to fuck around. I'm after something serious and obviously we're not on the same page with that. Oh my
1: god, totally.
0: That's basically gaslighting. Yeah. But if it's not a narcissistic person, they'll be pretty self aware and receive the feedback well. And they might even make a joke about like getting too excited or something and then They'll make a compromise yeah. and they're like look i'm sorry i yeah i was getting a little bit too into it getting but let myself. me just take a step back and we can take it a little bit more slow or something like that yeah yeah i don't know if i'm getting love bomb right now or if i am just talking to a very lovely person
1: <laughs> it's very very intense it's a lot at a, a small amount <laughs> time It's like everything that we spoke about, like putting up on a pedestal, like giving you, like showering you in compliments, showering you in gifts.
0: But who wouldn't treat me like that, you know? (laughs) Well, that's
1: the thing. It's so hard to tell, isn't it? Whether you're just an absolute legend and you're getting treated the way you deserve or whether you're getting love-bombed. I know. This is when it's difficult, guys. So just tread lightly. That's when you should do the test, I think, where you like pull back slightly, see if they have a really extreme reaction. Mm. And then if they don't, then maybe you're like... I'm kind of doing that right now. Well, it's not, it's not them. It's me. I am amazing They're oh my god my
0: positive delusion these days
1: well I feel nailing like, it exactly it's like such a fine line isn't it we're like live your positive delusion think that you're the best thing in the world only focus on you you're the main character of your and life then and then we, we like, become narcissists be a narcissist. <laughs> 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 well it's okay for girls to be narcissists
0: 100% let's, let's even out that percentage instead of it being
1: 75% yeah. man, come on girls we can do it 50-50
0: 50-50 we want equality over here.
1: Alright. So finally gaslighting, last but not least. Okay, so gaslighting, as we said earlier, was the Merriam Webster word of the year in twenty twenty two, which is just crazy. That doesn't describe twenty twenty
0: two. I don't know what does. So funny,
1: so funny. Just... You know what
0: actually came? The term gaslighting came from a movie. It's a title yeah. of a movie. A
1: movie and a play.
0: Yeah, it comes from a movie that came out in the 40s, I'm pretty sure. And the husband like fully manipulates his wife to make her think that she's losing her mind and her sense of reality. Puts her into a mental institute, but he's just doing it so he can steal her inheritance.
1: Oh, my God. This is kind of, that sounds kind of similar to what's happening in the book I'm reading at the moment. Crazy. Is it called Gaslight? Yeah. It's not really like gaslighting though, because she's like aware that he's like psycho. It's called the Last Mrs. Parrish. If anyone's read it, Mm. let me know. You read it after me. So, gaslighting isn't just saying that something isn't happening like by itself. Gaslighting is a denial of a person's reality. For example, saying, I never said that. And they say it with such conviction and authority that you start to question it yourself. You're like, oh, maybe they didn't say that. Maybe I am mistaken. But it's not just saying they didn't do that. But then they start to tell you that there's something wrong with you. So it's like, I didn't say that you're being paranoid. I can't believe mm. you would say that. Like, you think the worst in everyone. Like, you're always mm. being so dramatic. I wouldn't do that. Or, or they start saying, like, don't you remember? You're forgetting things again. I told you this already. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, the psychotic thing. I know. But this freaking happens all the time. Mm. So other non-narcissistic personality types. So just say one person in the relationship is the narcissist and the other person is a non-narcissist they're likely to take responsibility because it's normal for them to think it's normal like behavior for them to reflect back and think oh maybe i need to change something Mm. there's something like not working in our relationship so maybe i am part of the problem and maybe Mm. i need to take some responsibility for this as well but really like the other person is completely gaslighting you and you start thinking oh yeah i do have to change all of these things about myself i do need to go speak to a therapist Mm gaslighting abuse isn't just a once off either like yes it can be you can be gaslight like gaslighted once but narcissists will often gaslight you over and over and over and it's a form of abuse it's not just lying and gaslighting like you know how we spoke about in a previous episode attachment styles gaslighting can take someone who had a previously healthy attachment style and make them extremely anxious or if they're already slightly anxiously attached now their anxiety is on another level because Mm. this person has like made it so much worse with all of this like abusive behaviour and everything so not many people people this is important to note as well and it's something that we're always banging on about but not many people have done the self-work or built up their self-love and self-esteem to deal with this properly when it happens to them so working on your own self-worth can help dealing with a relationship like this if you find yourself in this situation so being clear on things like Who am I? What are my values? Mm. What do I believe in? What do I need in a relationship? Just like the stuff that we talk about all the time, like doing the five and five or coming up with your list of what you actually are looking for in a relationship Mm. or what your values are and just really building up your own self-love and your own self-esteem and like knowing why you're valuable and what's important to you. So then Mm. when these things are happening, you don't like, if you go into it without any of that stuff built up, it's easy for someone to manipulate you Mm. and for you to start thinking, oh fuck, I do have all of these issues. I can't believe I never saw it before mm. i heard that doctor that i was talking about before dr romani she said this thing and i was like oh my god i've never heard this before but this is like such an important thing to think about and she said we all have an inner critic but we also need an inner bodyguard. And I thought that was really cool.
0: Cute. Like, I love that. A
1: voice inside us that recognizes when something isn't right and steps in to protect us. Like, mm,
0: like a gut feeling. Yeah,
1: exactly. Your gut feeling or like, hey, like Lauren. Hey, Lars.
0: Hey, Lars. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> oh, hey, Lars. We're
1: going to pump the brakes on this one. Yeah. I think you need to take a step back right now because this person is majorly stepping across your boundaries and like making you feel shit like, mm. and yes that voice inside of you that's like this isn't right you need to look after yourself mm. and stuff like that not just constantly being like yeah maybe you are the problem so in the movie that you were talking about before, she gets un-gaslighted by one person and you can be the person. This is another what does thing. Un-gaslighted so it? like making you realise, oh my god, this person was totally tricking me. Like mm. I, I'm not insane. Like I knew I was right about this. Like mm. So Dr. Romani was saying that you can be this person for someone else, you can un-gaslight someone. So just say your friend is in a relationship where they're getting gaslighted don't be don't dismiss it or minimize it or say like it's not that bad or no one's perfect or Mm. you know you have to work on relationships like it's not always going to be easy relationships aren't easy you can be there and be like oh my god yeah that's not right they're that's they're not respecting you there Mm. or that's like i think they might be gaslighting you like or if you hear just say you're at work or you're in a situation a social situation and you actually heard what really happened and then when you see that this person's being gaslighted you can be like no I heard you, like you mm. said that, you did tell them that, or like all that did happen, you know, just validating their feelings and stuff so that they can be like, oh, fuck, I, like, I'm not going crazy. Yeah. That really did happen. Or Another thing that was a huge thing that I saw coming up in like all the research was that people often want to fix a narcissist, stay with them and make it work. And maybe like years down the line, things will be better. And over and over and over again, they kept saying that you can't fix a narcissist and they're always going to be this way and it's only going to get worse and stuff like that. I think there are cases where people can do like really good therapy and you know do the work and stuff but like we'll say before often people that are like full-blown narcissists aren't willing to do that because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Mm. They put the problem onto everyone else Mm. and so if you are with a narcissist Just know you can stick it out. It's up to you if you want to stay with that person. But know that it probably isn't going to get better and these problems are always going to be there. And yes, you will have good days, but you're going to have plenty of bad days as well. So you can make whatever decision you want, but if you choose to stick with them, they're probably not going to change. And just to finish off, we have some terminologies some like little lines and stuff that you might hear gaslighters say that if you hear them say that to you over and over, you can be like, oh shit, like this is red flag, warning bells, alarm bells. So if they're like, I never said that, or don't you remember, or don't be so sensitive, or you're getting upset over nothing, or stop imagining things, or you're always so dramatic, or you're being paranoid, or it's always something with you, or here we go again. Or, I'm worried about you. I think you need help. You need to talk to a therapist.
0: If someone was speaking to me like that, I would be throwing hands. I know,
1: but it's like, it's not all at once. It's like, you know, they're peppering this in, or like you say something and then they're like, you know, they like flip it back onto you. They make you doubt yourself and they make you doubt your sense of reality and what's actually going on. And like you start thinking, oh, yeah, maybe I am being too dramatic. Mm. Maybe I need to be a chill, cool girl instead. Oh, another big thing that I just want to leave you guys on that we have to mention before. This came up a lot and I was like, oh god, like one thing that I saw that came up was that they try and isolate you from your friends and family, like narcissists try and mm. isolate you from your friends and family. An example of this might be like you're venting about a friend or a family member to your partner, mm. if your partner's the narcissist rather than making you feel better or diffusing the situation by being like, oh, you know, you know that they really care about you and stuff like that. Maybe just give them a bit of distance for now, but I'm sure, you know, don't let them make you feel bad about yourself because you guys have a really good friendship and you know they're probably just having a bad day, blah, blah, blah they exacerbate things and make it so much worse. So they'll be like, I know that person's a bitch. I don't know why you're friends with them. Like Mm. they're always putting you down or they're always trying to drive a wedge between us or they've never been supportive Mm. of our relationship and stuff. And they try and like push you away from them. And they do this because they want you to be reliant on them. And they want you to feel like they are the only one there for you. And all these other people are just trying to get in the way or don't have your best interests at mm-hmm. all.
0: Exactly. That's You're- like, remember when Jay dated that guy? which
1: yeah. <laughs> I was thinking
0: about this! Uh, he, was a, he was a textbook narcissist. Yeah. So basically, he had a really bad history of cheating on all of his girlfriends. And Lauren's boyfriend at the time was friends with him.
1: And she, he was warning us and Jade, and we were. Trying we to were actually work. broken up at the time, so he had like no, like I mean, he was still friends with us and everything, mm. but like he, we were broken up at the time. He actually like went out of his way to be like, Look, be careful, yeah. he doesn't have a good track record. Yeah.
0: Anyway, and then we're all telling Jade, and then he ends up posting on her Facebook wall.
1: Nobody want to
0: see us together, but it don't matter no. Is I got, I got you. you by Akon. Yeah. And, and it was like, this is us, baby.
1: Yeah. It was like, he, he that tried that to make sense. it out as if it was like them against the world and everything. And we were just like all against them. Cause we were like jealous I don't know something. Um, yeah. So it's important to remember that you're more vulnerable without a strong support network of friends and mm. family. So if someone's tried to isolate you from your friends and family, there's usually a reason for it. Maybe you have fucked up friends and family. You should listen to the narcissist in your life. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But sometimes that is the case that they're, they're looking out for you. But, a lot but it's of also the how they'll be going around about, about it yeah, as well. Exactly. So that's what narcissism really is. That's what love bombing really is. That's what gaslighting really is. So it's not just like, oh, what was I listening to? I was listening to a podcast. Oh, I remember what it is. I won't say what it is, but this podcast one person on a podcast, like, uses the term gaslighting wrong all the time. I should Mm. be like, that's gaslighting, babe. Or he's gaslighting you and stuff. And what they're doing in it is not gaslighting at Mm. all. Like, they just, like, it's not gaslighting, whatever they're saying. But so many people you hear, like, saying it wrong, using it wrong. And then it just kind of, like, takes away some of the meaning or takes away the value when it actually is happening to you. Because people have, like warped what it well, actually Well, I feel means. like
0: that's the same with, like, anxiety and depression at the moment. Like, everyone's oh, been yeah. like, oh, my God,
1: I'm literally about
0: to have a panic attack. It's like, you're not going to have a panic attack. You're yeah, just gonna exactly. Out. Whereas people who are constantly having panic attacks and, like, people that are actually stressed. Uh, it takes
1: away from what they're yeah. actually experiencing as well. Like, thinking think you're so. going to die and you're having a heart attack or something like that. And being institute, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: institute, choo, choo. Being choo. <laughs> situ with a cocktail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Anyway, we'll leave you on that. Yeah, (laughs) we'll leave you on that, guys. Hopefully, like we did with the um, mom episode, if that can help just one person that might be in a toxic relationship like this with a narcissist that might be getting gaslighted, that might be getting love bombed, and then they're freaking out and getting confused and like, what the fuck, this person was like putting me up here and now I feel like a piece of shit. If any of that is happening to you and this could help just one person identify that and be able to Mm. walk away and live a better life, then we've done our job. And cheers to that, sis. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
0: Cheers.
1: Cheers. All right, guys. See you next week. See you next Next week. Bye.